We're happy you're here today, and, and, and you know what we are? We're kicking off a series called Dressed Up, and we want to talk about getting ready. You know, anytime you get ready to go someplace fresh, someplace new, someplace exciting, uh, you know, uh, if it's a wedding or a graduation or to a dinner or, you know, going out on a date, you get dressed up. Well, how about the future that God's calling you into? How about that we hook up with God and allow Him to get us dressed up for the future that He has for us? We can get dressed up for our for, for our relationships and dressed up for, for our soul and, and just, just get ready and prepared for an amazing future because God has an amazing future for each and every one of us. And, you know, you, you don't have to join the church, but you probably should come back for the next three weeks at least and, and, and listen to what God has to say about the future that he has planned for you. Because he, he knows what he's doing and he has it all planned out, plans to give you the future that you're hoping for. And so let, let's just join together and just take this next three or four weeks and, and allow God to, to, to equip us with what we need to have the life that we desire. Amen? Hey, hey how many of you guys like life? You know, we're looking for somebody that doesn't because we might help you out today. But, you know, we're, we like life. And, and how many people like to win? I love winning. Matter of fact, there's certain things that I will not do. If there's no chance I'm going to win, why would I waste my time? You know, I, I just, you know, if we're going to golf, just, I'm going to be as polite as I can, but I really, down deep, I want to win. You know, if we're playing a game, I want to win. If we're, if we're going to play, uh, what's, that, what's that game that we play with the kids? You know, a sequence, we're playing sequence, we're kicking your booty. Okay, we're, we're not here for fun. There's certain places where all of a sudden, man, it's on. It is just on. And, and life, life, I think that's how we are in life. I, I, I was, you know, I was noticing that during the, uh, you know, the, the, the March Madness thing, and, and you, got, you got all those brackets, and everybody's, you know, filling in their brackets, and they're going, man, grown men and women crying. I mean, like adults, people that have jobs, you know, you, you know and weeping in the stands as their team is beaten by somebody they've never heard of. You know, uh, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, we, we, because we like to tie ourselves. You know, isn't it crazy? We like to tie ourselves to things that are bigger than we are so that we can actually feel larger than we are. We, we, we want to be a warrior. We want to be a dragon slayer. We want to be a giant killer. We just don't want to leave the living room. And, 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 you know, and, and we, we want to connect to stuff that's going to elevate us to another level. And, and, and we, we have a picture in our mind. And when the, it's so funny because, you know, on Facebook, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But on Facebook, you know, when, when, when a team that, that, that you know this guy's rooting for, when, the, when, when they're having a bad day, it's, it's amazing how much coaching comes from somebody's car, you know, on their way to work. And they should be watching the road, but you know they're not. Because they're, they're, they're telling the world how, you know, how they should have done it, what they should have done, what it should have looked like. And, and we have a picture in our mind of how everything should run and everything should operate. And then we try to project that image on, into the things that we connect ourselves to. And a lot of times we, we come to God, we come to, we, we come to church, we come to Jesus, and, and we have an image that we, we you know, we, there's this thing that we're looking for, and, and, and we kind of project our picture into that. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, uh, when, when we connect with God, it's, it's, it's not so much uh, what, you know, God has in mind, but, but we're in search of what we need from God. 
and, and, and you know, on Easter, it's just a great time to, to just take a minute and just realize that God's done a lot for you. And, you know, in your search of what it is you're looking for, you might want to pause and find out what he gave and, and, and take a hold of what's readily available. Because you know what? Uh, here's the deal is, is that, you know, we're celebrating all around the world. They're celebrating resurrection. R- life after death, dude. Life w- that never ends. You, you know, in the Bible when it says, you know, uh, you'll have eternal life. Eternal life. Are you kidding? Eternal life, that's awesome stuff right there. Eternal life, a life that knows no end. But eternal life, I just, want, I just need you to know this, eternal life doesn't start when you die. It starts when you're born again. And, and there's something available to you right here today. I mean, every single day, every step of your journey, there is eternal life. And, and, and it's life everlasting. And, you know, I think a lot of believers in our culture, in our society, it's like we miss that somehow. And we, we, don't, we don't act like we understand what it is that we've gotten a hold of. You know, it's life after death. Well, let me tell you something. There's even life before death. Man, if, if you get born again, man, you can start living today. You know, if, if, if you embrace the life that Jesus came to connect us to, you can, you can have it now. You don't have to die to get it. Well, physically. You know, we, looking around, it's kind of funny around here because, you know, everybody's all dressed up. And, and you know, I think what Evan said is, is the truth. My Lord, y'all look good. You know, Todd in a black suit, Harley Davidson socks on. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, the last time a bunch of us looked like this, somebody had died. <laughs> you just have to kill that natural man so that you can have the life, so that the spirit man can come alive and rule and reign in your life. Amen? You, you know, uh, we, all, we, we just want to win, and we have this picture of what it looks like to win in life, and, it, and, and a lot of times we come to God, and, and it's kind of funny in a, in a way, not ha-ha funny, but it's kind of interesting, uh, that a lot of times when we, when, we, when we really get in search of God, it's because of stuff that's so messed up. You know, we, we come to God, and, 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 we, and I mean, we get really serious, don't we? We get really serious when the doctor says, yeah, you got about six weeks. You know, people get really serious about God when, you know, they come home and the spouse's stuff is gone. We get really serious, you know, when they call us up and tell us, you know, that, you know, that cubicle, that, that, that's gone. We get really serious when things get really hard. And, and we go, you know, we, we go in hot pursuit of Jesus all of a sudden. Because we have this picture of what life's supposed to be like. And even the guys that were running around the crowd that, that were, who was attracted to Jesus, you know, they, they came, and it, was, it wasn't always during the good times, but they, they, you know, they were in search of something. And, and, but there wasn't a whole lot of difference between them and you and, and, and me because, you know what, they had a picture, but they wanted to win too. You know, they, they, they were hungry to win, and, and uh, uh, they were just like us. And, and Jesus comes to, to Jerusalem just about, right about this time of year, and uh, the people came out, and if, and if you know anything about the Bible, you'll remember the story. They were willing and ready to celebrate, man. They, they, they're getting their party on. 
And, you know, they got dressed up to go see Jesus. And they had palm leaves and they were paving the roads and, 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 and getting it ready for a king to come to town. And they said all kinds of things about Jesus. And all those things were true. All those things are true, but a lot of them, a lot of that truth that they talked about, they didn't, they didn't know or understand why. See, they declared him as a king. They declared him as a deliverer. They declared him as a savior. They declared him as the Messiah. They shouted Hosanna and, and placed their leaves down there and got the road ready for a king. And they, they celebrated him like he was the king, the one who would bring victory and freedom that they had longed for. But Jesus did then kind of what he does now. See, I, I think Jesus is both compelling and confounding. Uh, we're going we're to read scripture because they're putting them up there. So let's get it on. Okay, the next day, the next day, a great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And they took palm branches, and, and they went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. And as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming seated on a donkey colt. And at first, his disciples didn't understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been done and, and, and done to him. And now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. He, man, I'm telling you, his life was, was powerful. And, uh, and it was powerful before the death, before the resurrection. You see, uh, uh, be, before, before, it before it looked like everything went sideways, man, but I'm telling you that the picture that they had in their mind was different than the story that was unfolding in front of their eyes. And for some of us, that's kind of what it's been like. We came to God, or we, maybe we tried Him, but we had a picture in our mind, but the story that's unfolding, it, it ain't matching up with, with, the, with the picture in our head. You know, because life doesn't always happen the way we think it should or the way it, that we should. But Jesus, you know, think about the, think about the life and, and the ministry of Jesus. It's only three years long. You know, that first year, uh, he, he's, he's calling people out and, 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 and you know, performing miracles and, and uh, crowds are coming and, and it's, it's just an amazing, amazing time. And then he moves into that second year and the second year, you know, is, is, is he's kind of, he's getting a little bit more personal at this point and he's, he's teaching life principles and, and you know, like, like the Beatitudes and he's pouring himself into his disciples and, and, and he's given all kinds of insight and revelation, uh, you know, demonstrating God life. It's amazing. And I bet those guys that were with him and the people that were around him, they thought, you know, here comes this third year. This is gonna, this, this, it's time to go big now. You know, this is going to be an amazing year. This is going to be an amazing year because we're going big and we're, he's been talking about the kingdom and, and he's going to usher in the kingdom. And, and I bet they believed that his brilliance and his clarity, because, man, he was brilliant and his message was clear. And I bet that they believed that that was going to culminate into a kind of a natural but explosive elevation of his authority, his position, and, and you know, so he's going to move from teacher to prophet, and this is the year of the king. Man, they, things are going to get awesome. But, but again, the story in their head 
all of a sudden didn't line up with the, with, with the story that was in front of their eyes. See, he's, he's compelling because we, we come to him because we, we know we need him. But he's confounding because once we embrace him, we don't think he's what we need. Let me say that again. We, we know we need him. We need Jesus. Look at somebody, tell them, you need Jesus. But a lot of times when you, when you embrace him, you don't think that's what you need. It's, it's like when, when, when you're in, in, in great financial distress and, and you go to someone for help and, and they want to they, they talk about financial planning and you're thinking, I don't need financial planning, I need cash. Hello, somebody. You know, and and you, matter of fact, the whole time they're trying to help you, you're not even listening. You're thinking, I got to get out of here because I got to go find me some dollars, right? And, and I think sometimes that's how we come to Jesus. And, you know, look at this in verse 12 again. Let's read 12 through 14. Check, get this picture. The next day, a great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way. Man, he's coming. And, 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 and they, they start laying out the branches, and, and they go out meeting, and they're shouting. Man, they're excited. They're not quiet. They're shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed. Blessed. They're, I mean, they're, they're pumped. And, and, you know, like in a good movie, this is where the music would start to peak. You know, this is, this is, where, this is where things would get. We, we are, man, it's about ready to get epic up in here. And then I love this next verse. Look, look at the next verse, 14. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. I mean, that is not the line that you or I would use right here in the story. That, that, I mean, what? Jesus found a donkey and sat on it. That don't seem right. It can't be right. Why? Because that's not the picture of what and who we think God is or should be. We project our views, our belief systems onto God himself. You know, we want God to come to us so he can be formed in our image and fit our ideas instead of us coming to God to be shaped into his image. See, I just got to tell you, since we got you all here today, that I find that most people are in search of a God who will allow them to be less rather than a God who will empower them to be more. I just need a God who will let me do what I want. And they don't realize they have a God who will empower them to make a difference. We don't allow God to be who he is. We expect him to be who we want. I just want to challenge you Easter Sunday. You might want to let God be God. See, these guys, I mean, can you picture this? Jesus, this is the year, this is the year, man. This is it. We're going. We're going to usher in the kingdom. And so we're going to head down to the stables together. We're going to head down to the stables because you know what? You know what kings ride? Stallions. And they go down to this. I mean, just picture this, man. They, they'd, gone down to the, they'd gone down to the stable and they brought out, you know, and everybody had their own idea. They're, the team, I promise you, the team is arguing about which stallion to get. I mean, you know, 
To be honest with you, you know, in the next service, we're going to hand out food boxes, and everybody that's involved has a different idea of how we should do that, what the boxes should look like. Why? Because that's who we are. We have a picture, and we project it out there, and, then, and, and even when somebody's telling you something different, you're not listening. You see your picture. And they're not listening to Jesus. They're, they're like, no, stallion. Look at this white stallion. This, he's a stud. Get it? And the other guy pulls out a black one. No, black stallion. Black stallion. And Jesus is sitting there looking at him going, you know, that's not really what I have in mind. I don't want a stallion. What do you mean you don't want a stallion? We're ushering in the kingdom. Yeah, I want a donkey. No, kings ride stallions. Okay? Matter of fact, even up to today, if you were riding with a king, you would never pull up next to a king with a horse more powerful than his. That's an act of dishonor. And, and so you just stay to the back. Why? Because this is the king's moment. Dude, you don't ride donkeys. You ride stallions. No, I'm riding a donkey. So they start bringing out the biggest donkeys they can find. And Jesus is like, no, I don't want that one. I want that little guy over there in the back. <laughs> I mean, and, and the guys are confounded. What, what are you doing? He's like, you know, bring, bring the little burrito out there. Come on, man, bring, me, bring, bring him out here. And, 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 and it's just a little baby. I like the baby one. He can, he can handle me. What are we doing? It, it, it actually says the disciples didn't understand this. No, they didn't understand this. This was confounding. Because if our king is going to come in, and he's, he, ain't, he ain't riding high on the horse, he's riding on a donkey, then what's he going to expect from us? If he's going if he, if to demonstrate greatness and make it look like humility, that's not the picture of winning I had in mind. If he's going to ask me, to get off my high horse and ride a donkey, I've got to tell you something. That donkey ruins everything because that donkey changes everything. It might be time for you and me to get off our high horse. Look at verse 16. I just want you to see it. His disciples didn't understand it until later. Some of us, this is our later. See, we came and we had a picture. We came to God and we had a picture in our mind. But then God redefines the meaning of greatness. He starts showing us authority as humility. And he starts bringing us to a place where if we're really going to trust God with our life, we got to dismount and look for our little donkey. You have to surrender your fame and exchange it for service. You have to move away from self-centeredness and step into a life of selfless giving and service for others. You got, you got to choose your path wisely today because you have two choices, humility or arrogance. Either you're coming to God and letting Him shape your life or you're playing God. And telling him what shape you want things to be in. And, and in this moment, here's the deal. In this moment, th this has all got to be fulfilled because, you know, 
this is who Jesus is, and this is who Jesus is because this is who God is, and because this is who God is, then this is who we must become. We can't have a resurrection without a death. See, without really dying, you don't have resurrection Sunday, you have resi- you know, resuscitation Sunday. Where you bring your broken, dilapidated life to God and ask him you know, to, to take the paddles out and resuscitate you. So that you can go back out with the same life you came in with. But see, here's the deal, is that in order to experience resurrection, somebody's got to die. Somebody's getting off their horse today, and somebody's mounting up on a donkey. And somebody's going out with a life change. And in the life of Jesus, even in Lazarus, can can you imagine these guys, check this out, look at verse 17. Look look, look at this. The crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the dead and raised him from the dead, these guys haven't heard a story. They were with him. They were with him. And I got to tell you, there's another group that ain't real thrilled about it. They're pretty irritated. But it's hard to, how 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 do you compete with, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Well, I don't believe it. Well, there he is. And, and you know, and they're like spreading the word, man. This thing's going places. Look at 18. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, they see a lot of us are here today because we've heard what God can do. We've heard what God can do. He can. He can walk up to a tomb and call a dead guy out. See, he didn't stop there. When he called Lazarus out, he said, uh, you're going to have to take those grave clothes off. See, I think when you come, when you come to, the, to, the, to the place in the road where you're being called out of death and into life, I think a lot of us have forgotten. There's this, there's this one more act that has to be performed. We've got to take off the grave clothes. And that's where humility begins because before God can dress your life for life, you got to stand naked before him. You got to take some things off and lay it down. You got to realize that the life that I had, I can't carry that with me anymore. You know, after a certain amount of time, it stinketh. I need to leave it behind. I'm here today to tell you that it's amazing that we get to celebrate resurrection. Why limit the celebration to his resurrection when it was just a demonstration of your resurrection? What what he wants to do is they want to have a party in heaven today celebrating your resurrection And all you got to do to have life, all you got to do to have life is die. And say, okay, I'm getting off my high horse. And I'll mount up on anything you got for me, God. And if it means to move away from greatness in my head and line up with humility in your eyes and to live to be a blessing instead of trying to live to get blessed, you do know that if you're going to be a blessing, you're going to have to be blessed. 
you do know that if you do life God's way, everything that you've ever dreamed of is coming. It's what the Bible says, that if we'll seek his way of doing and being right, that he'll add everything that we've ever dreamed of to our life. But it's just a change in motives. See, see the, the, the guy that we are without God is just all about the receiving of a blessing. The guy that needs to be resurrected is a guy that wants to use that blessing to be a blessing. Today I want to invite you to make a decision. I, I want to invite you today to dismount. Get off that high horse. Come to Jesus. Let him take off those grave clothes. Let him begin to dress you for a real life. But you're going to have to, you're going to, have to lay down that picture that you had. You're going to have to lay down that, that, you know, that, that image because we're not here to shape God into our image. We're here to let him shape us into his. So we're all going to pray a prayer together today. And, and, and if you're here, and you know that this, this is the day. What an amazing day to do this. To say, you know what? We've sang about life. We've celebrated life. I'm ready to actually start living one. And on Resurrection Sunday, I'm going to let the king resurrect me. So I'm ready to die. I'm ready to embrace life. If that's you, I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't have you stand or call you out today. But if you're here today and say, you know what? When we pray this prayer together, I'm going to make it personal. I'm going to make it my prayer. Because it's actually time for me. I know it's time for me. It's time for me to take my life and put it in his hands and let him begin to shape it and mold it. It's time to, it's time to let God dress me for life. So I'm making this prayer my prayer. If that's you today, just want you to hold your hand up real high. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Just lift it. Well, people are looking around. Who cares what they're doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. Just lift, lift it real high so I can see it. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Today's the day. Today's my day. I'm going to have a resurrection today. I'm going to have a resurrection today. I want everybody in this place to just close your eyes for a minute. Let's just pray this prayer. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need you to change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Give me strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, celebrate with heaven right now. <laughs>